This is Manya from Friendshipable, a Project BFF podcast. Along with my co-host Terry, we love talking about friendships, talking with others who think about friendships, and learning about these important relationships in our lives. If you like this content, please support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash projectbff, or subscribe to the podcast via your favorite podcast app. If you have a podcast, consider hosting it on Buzzsprout. We love it. They make it so easy. And we have a link in our show notes for you. Thanks. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, everyone. This is Terry with Project BFF. And this is Manya with Project BFF. So we want to welcome you to our podcast. And what we're going to talk about today is volunteering and volunteering and friendships. As, as we start this, it is the beginning uh, in the US of celebrating National Volunteer Month. So we're going in all of our content in our social media content and in our um, website and blog content, we're also going to focus on volunteerism and friendship. So um, we'll kick it off by Manya. I know I'm a volunteer. I've done a lot of volunteering in my life and I think you have too. What's been your volunteer experiences? I have done a lot of volunteering uh, sort of, you know, in different fields. I'm one of those people who likes to do all sorts of different things, Mm -hmm. kind of have a taste of things. So I've done all sorts of different activities. There's an organization here in Boston called Boston Cares, and they have this great model. So there are sometimes when it's really hard for an organization to manage individual volunteers. And what they do is they reach out to Boston Cares, who then gathers a group of people who are part of their group. And so as an individual, I can then volunteer as a group. So I've done a lot of different things with them and um, just some with some high school kids that was just fascinating. That is a group of people I don't tend to spend a lot of time with. (laughs) And my longest volunteer activity has actually been as a tour guide for the Boston Public Library. Uh And uh, I love that. And I gave my last tour just a couple days before the pandemic shut everything down. And that activity is something I really miss. Mm -hmm. That's been something I've done for 15, 18, something like that years. Mm -hmm. How about you? What kind of volunteer stuff have you been doing? Well, with the library, and I've known about your volunteering there and it didn't dawn me though. I'm so fascinated. The Boston Library has a very modern section and um, the the original structure, which I'm sure you can give all of the details and the dates and things like that. But, and I've been curious about some of it and it's never occurred to me to go like, ask Manya to give me a tour of the place. So when we're allowed and we we can go back, yes, I'd like the tour, please. Definitely. Um, So, yeah, so for me, volunteering is um, something that I've done all my adult life. And it started, I'm from New York originally. And so my volunteerism started there at the New York Aquarium, which I grew up in Queens and the aquariums in Brooklyn. So it was like a 45 minute drive to get there. But I, 
it, and it was all about the, the inhabit, you know, the creatures that live in the waters and in getting ready for this podcast, I was thinking, well, where did my, did I grow up around the water? Did I not really the coast, you know, we would go to the beach once or twice in the summertime where I, from where I grew up, but I just had an interest in, and um, just wanted to dive into anything that was related to the ocean and all of the creatures there. So for about five or six years, I went down to Coney Island in Brooklyn in the New York Aquarium, and I wound up becoming um, a um, managing the other volunteers as a volunteer eventually. When I moved to the Boston area, it was a no brainer. It's like, all right, I'm going to march myself over to the New England Aquarium and start doing things with them. And um, instead, and did some inside the building. But when I saw they had a whale watch boat, it was like, uh uh, not staying in the building. So, um, so, so I, st- I got trained as a, a whale watch volunteer and I had done whale watch trips on my own on and off. So I had that, that was a, a, an outgrowth of, um, of the, the aquarium volunteering experience. But yeah, so for a very, 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 very long time, I was um, a volunteer um, educator on the aquarium's whale watch vessels. So um, so yeah, and I've also done other things at work. The employers that I've worked for always had an annual community care day um, through organizations like the United Way. But just in terms of you know things that I would personally get out of bed at any hour of the morning to go do something, it really has to do with the water and the aquariums and things like that. So, um, so yeah. You so, know, you know, yeah, go ahead. I'm not surprised to hear that your first volunteer activity was aquarium related <laughs> because I so equate you with being out in the ocean and boats uh-huh. and whale watches. I would have been surprised if it was anything else. Um, <laughs> but but, you know, but the thing is, I don't know where the art, where the seed came from. I had taken trips out West and done, you know, you know, cattle ranch. I worked as a ranch hand or volunteer, you know, I paid to be a ranch hand and do things like that in Montana. And so, but yeah, I guess, you know, being not far from an ocean on the East coast, that's what really did the horses. Yeah. The mountains were that direction and the ocean was that direction. So, yeah. Yeah. And have you made any friendships with your volunteers or how, how do you connect friendships and volunteerism in your life? It has been a very interesting um, connection to people that I did make and still have friendships today, specifically going to the, um, the here in the Boston area. Now, you and I have talked in the past about how we both moved to this area from other places around the country. So, um, so coming up here and then volunteering for the aquarium, obviously I got to know the the people who were staff and crew on the boat and they were the first people that I became friends with. I moved here in September and start of one year and started volunteering in the whale watch season in April. So I didn't meet them until then. And there was, there was age differences. They were all at the time, this is so long ago, they were college kids. And, um, 
but we we started hanging out and they were my first friends here and a good number of them are still close friends of mine you know they've got families and gotten to I've been to their weddings and gotten to know their wives and things like that and I say wives because they're all guys it was mostly it was mostly guys but it it was such who could have ever thought that friendships like that could grow out of this and even though we don't see each other a whole lot right now when we do it's and and of course we're rehashing all of the old stories we've told 10,000 times of you know do you remember the time when um and then some of them I'm now doing other volunteer work with. Um, one of the things we have off of Boston is a National Marine Sanctuary. It's um, so in that, uh, the Stellwagen Bank National Marine Sanctuary. And a couple of years ago, I got a call from one of their captains who had been my captain of the Whale Watch and said, we're doing some research and data collecting out of the bank. Do you want to go? And I was like, um, yes, please. So it, it fascinates me and it really, it makes me happy and almost emotional to talk about it now because that's like 30, almost 30 years of meeting people. We were all at different points in our lives and we still had that common thread and connects. Um, so that's the strongest story of the friendships. There have been others, but not as tight as these have been. And I think you, you just said it, that sort of the connection, mm -hmm. you know, I don't, I'm sure that some people go to volunteer activities with the idea of, of potentially meeting other like-minded folks. Mm -hmm. I know I have done that, but I think sometimes people just go because it's something I'm interested in doing and you suddenly find yourself making friends, but it's one of the core tenets of building a friendship as we know through all the research we've done mm -hmm. is a common interest. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're volunteering for you're typically doing something you enjoy doing, or you're, mm -hmm. you're supporting a cause that matters to you. And as your case is a great example of it, it's something that you really enjoy doing and you bonded with them because you all enjoyed doing the same kind of activity. Yeah. And that was the foundation for these decades long friendships, which is mm -hmm. so amazing. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it's funny because some of the research that we did for National Volunteer Month um, talks about all of those main points in terms of, you know, if you're going to volunteer, do, do something that is that one you're interested in. They, they divided, uh, something I read divided between this interest and this passion. And I guess maybe to a lot of people it, it's, it's one and the same, but if it starts as an interest and then you see where it goes um, and becomes a passion. But the, the other thing that they stressed is that, it, you know, go with a friend. And, you know, so we're talking about how friendships were, were realized as a result of the volunteering, but in doing other volunteer roles, go with somebody, pick a friend that has a the same interest. And one of the things that'll do is that it'll make it fun if you don't know anybody else there. And also it could make you accountable when you don't feel like getting up in the morning and doing whatever, you know, traveling or it's raining or it's cold. Um, you know, that person's going to make you accountable because you probably got them involved in it in the first place. So they're going to drag you, <laughs> make sure you honor that commitment because they're doing it. 
So exactly. Um, yeah. You're making them get up early. You better darn well get up. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I've had another kind of volunteer experience where the friendship angle is kind of interesting to think about. So I spent a week, actually two weeks down in Puerto Rico, helping mm-hmm. to rebuild after the hurricanes. Oh, wow. With an organization called All Hearts and Hands. Mm-hmm. Or it's probably All Hands and Hearts. I get it backwards every <laughs> single time. I love you guys. I'm just saying this. I'm sorry. <laughs> They're fabulous. And, you know, I just, this is something I decided to do on my own for a whole host of reasons. Mm -hmm. I um, was not going to ask somebody else to take two weeks out of their life and stay in dorms in a city that didn't have any electricity and re, you know, do manual labor. Mm -hmm. I went and it was amazing, but you know, the people who were my closest friends during that experience were the two people that I shared a ride from the airport with. We had uh-huh. communicated ahead of time. It was a, it was a bit of a hike to the site. So it was going to cost a little bit of money. So there was a way we could reach out to people to try to combine. So we didn't have to individually pay the whole amount. And so I hooked up with these two people online and we just sort of met, you know, within an hour of my landing. Mm -hmm. And then we were in the car on the ride out to the site. And um, (laughs) like, they became my best friends because (laughs) I landed there. And now these are the people that I've known the longest. (laughs) Yeah, right. For for like a whole flight or for a whole ride. Yeah, exactly. I knew them for an hour and they were my bestest friends. (laughs) (laughs) And obviously I, you know, talked with and and met other people, but Mm -hmm. those were the strongest relationships I built. And I remember saying goodbye to each of them. One of them left before I did. And the other one stayed longer than I did. So I said goodbye to both and Mm -hmm. was so sad both times to feel like, you know, what am I going to do now without my friend here? Yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's a very amazing experience to share, to, to go and, I could understand how coming into the situation as strangers, you've all left it as um, with a bond that not a lot of people can share. I mean, that was a very conscious decision on all of your parts to change, to disrupt your lives, to head down and do that. So, um, so yeah, that would change, that would bond, that does bond you for life, actually. Yeah. 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 that's definitely a little, that's making a choice that's a little harder than just getting up at five o'clock in the morning. Exactly, um, exactly. So, yeah. And what I loved is that everybody was there for a, a very personal reason. Now, mm-hmm. that is true, I think, with any volunteer activity. But yeah. in this case, you know, people would sometimes share at the evening meal why they were there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of them were just um, just these amazing stories of what, through people to this disaster area to help yeah. rebuild. And uh, so the friends that I made there really made the time seem to go by so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I've always appreciated about volunteering is when I think about with the, the, 
the big companies that I've worked for. And again, you know, they, they do like to get their employees out in the community and let the community know that they're supporting things like this. But it also would always give me, and it was always an annual event, and would always give me an opportunity to pick something totally new, someplace I hadn't been to before, someplace I wouldn't have thought of going on my own. And learning about an organization, a nonprofit or a service-oriented um, company, I and when I think of some of the things off the top of my head here in the, the Boston area was volunteering to pack boxes at the Greater Boston Food Bank. Um, it, it just gives you a, a, an appreciation for the enormity of one, what this organization does and two, the more, no, reverse the order. Two, what does the organization does? One, what the need is out there that, um, that they support. Um, I, again, not surprisingly, one of the things is I did a, a cleanup. We have out in Boston Harbor, we've got a series of islands that um, are dotted all around the place. And we got to do a cleanup. And when I first moved up here, that was the first time I had headed out there. So I got, it was, it, it put me out there. And the, the other example that I think of is after the September 11th attacks, my company's annual volunteer day was just two days after that. And the question was, are we still doing it? Where are we, are we still going? Are, and the decision was, we are. But of all of us who did that years later, we've never forgot where we were and that we, in, in, we continued on and we did that and we served the community. And it really, it bonded all of us. And it also brought a, another picture of what it, it is like for a nation to come together and for a community to come together. And that's, that's what is at the core of the way we should be living our lives and our communities. So, um, so yeah, there's a lot of different instances and a lot of growth that comes out of it too. That's true. The growth, especially, mm -hmm. you know, volunteering and volunteerism in whatever the thing is that you want to volunteer for, mm -hmm. it falls in such an interesting part in our lives. It's not mm -hmm. work that you're being financially compensated for. Right. It's usually, although maybe not always, something you are choosing to do. You're choosing the, the organization or the event. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's, I don't know. I just, as you were, as you were talking, especially about the volunteering for your company after 9-11, I just thought, you know, it's such an interesting piece of our lives. It's sort of not exactly your personal life and it's not exactly your work life. It's, uh -huh. it's kind of a mix. And, you know, I know not everybody does volunteer and that's right. fine. It's not everybody's thing, but for mm -hmm. people who do it, it just, it's such an, just feel it's this interesting role that we can play where we're able to use our skills mm -hmm. and you know as they say your time and talent mm -hmm. to help others in whatever capacity that is whether it's you know like you were talking about packing boxes or helping an arts organization or yeah. any of the any of the possibilities it's just you know, there's just a lot of work that needs to mm -hmm. be done. Mm -hmm. 
just in every realm. And it, I just think it's so cool that there's this opportunity to, in a way, kind of dip your toe into it. Yeah. So I don't have to become somebody whose job is helping people recover after disaster, but I can, when I have the ability, sort of, you know, volunteer and mm-hmm. help and give what I can and then come back to my life and let somebody else go and volunteer. Right, right. It's, um, and finding, finding places to volunteer for, it's, you know, there's, no matter how big or how small the communities we live in are, there's always someplace that's looking for, uh, you know, hands that could come in and do work with them. Um, so, and it's, it just takes, you know, it takes initiative to just go, oh, all right, I'm going to, I'm looking, I want to, I want to give something. And if it's not a dollar amount, I can give of my time. That's another way to look at it too. You know, if you make some, some large donation or even a small donation, that giving of time is something that is, has a very high value attached to it. Absolutely. And, you know, now we're sort of in this virtual world and everybody's used to doing things virtually, but a lot of places in before times and Mm -hmm. will continue to have virtual volunteer opportunities, like to the point where people need um, volunteers to put together their newsletter, which is not something you usually have to show up in person to do. So there are gosh, there are probably as many opportunities as there are people to imagine what those opportunities could be. Yeah. So as we wrap up, Terry, Uh is there any final thoughts that you have about the importance of the connection between volunteering and friendships? Mm -hmm. I, you know, again, I go back to, I think that by putting, by putting, if somebody puts themselves out there to volunteer for something that they have an interest in, it's the easy, the slam dunk of it is you're going to meet like-minded people who have the same interest in that. And it doesn't have to be forced. You don't have to come out of it with a group of friends, but it's just, it's the start. It's something, any, any relationship, any any kind of contact between individuals often has a common theme. You like, some, you have something in common that you like or that you saw or, or so definitely it, it's something that leads to friendships and could lead to even bigger things. Again, you, you use the phrase time and talent. You give the time and the combined talents of some of the people could even grow up to, to other things outside of that, um, you know, that volunteer experience. So it's, it's just opening yourself up to the possibilities. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you everybody for joining yes. us. Thank you everyone for joining us today. As we chat about volunteers and friendships, and we look forward to seeing you on our next episode. Bye-bye. Bye.